How many people want to kick some ass? Hello and welcome to the Weekly Recap. This is week number 15, and this is Alex imitating Nick because he's a huge doucher. (laughs) Fuck yourself! So welcome back, everyone. We're back again for another week. Uh, This is week 15. Um, This one is a little bit of an off week for us since it's not Sunday night. Yeah, we're on Monday. This is a Monday night, and we are all drinking. But Sarah's birthday is tomorrow, so she's allowed to. Yes. Party hard for a Tuesday tomorrow. What? You're off tomorrow, working oh. from home? Oh, hell, I'm off tomorrow. That sucks. Oh, no, no she's she off. Is. I'm off. No, she is. Oh, you are off. Yeah, <laughs> you know. There's no working tomorrow. Well, I don't know why people ever work. work on their birthdays. I know. I it's never so damn understand. dumb. Just take a damn day off. I know, like, my coworker worked on her birthday I, on Thursday, and I was like, why are you Mine's here? on like a, ours is on like a Monday this year, which sucks. I'll no, probably Tuesday? take off. Who gives a fuck? It's right. That's like a three-day weekend, though. Like, that would be no, I, think it's a t- I think it's a Tuesday as well. We were. I was originally <laughs> trying to come up on our birthday so we could, like, make a weekend of it, but... Well, I'm coming back for um, Labor Day, so... Ooh, Ooh all right. Party Very party. cool. We're, we're going to have to try a special... Jake's Home podcast. Yeah. Jake's Home Labor Day festivities <laughs> podcast. That would be fun. Like, Sunday or something, if you're off. Oh, yeah, yeah that'd be great. Oh, that would be fun. Labor Day fun day? Mm-hmm. Rave birthday. Rave part two. Rave birthday part... Uh, oh. You had a couple, didn't you? No, we you just like had one. Four. This is Rave birthday part two. The oh. revisiting. When does Chaz get married? <laughs> the I was rebirth. thinking about that the other day. <laughs> the afterbirth. Oh, God. Uh, he's getting married in October. Um, I actually at? had, we had a, a little event over the weekend because of the fucking it pocket is. squares. We're already... <laughs> okay, fuck the pocket squares. I'm packing this beer because I really want to drink it. Yeah, right. so this week we're going to start, instead of ending the podcast with the, what's coming up soon, we're going to begin the podcast with what's coming up soon. So, because we yeah, want to talk about We want to be more upfront about. about things that are happening. I mean, it's, it's tough for us to keep up to date with things, but it, I'm assuming that a lot of people don't listen past like the 15 minute mark. So if you get nothing out of this podcast other than things that are coming up and events that you should be on, then on I feel the like we're doing for, our job. Yeah, I mean that's the whole point of this is to get yeah. get people sure, excited sure. about it, to get people to to buy some tickets, and like eventually that will come back on us, and then we'll get free tickets to shit. Yes, press pass. Yeah, we're four just days. Gonna, we're just gonna speak that into existence. Right. All right. So, well, hey, we spoke. We we spoke. Um, Shane reaching out to us into existence. Let's be real damn honest. There was no reason for him to reach out to us and give us stuff. But Sarah and I are both rocking the free shirts tonight. They're really comfy. Omnipoyo and Decadent. Shout out Brewers for having comfy AF Mm t-shirts. So, first one I want to talk about. What's it called? Wednesday? No. The Brewers. Yeah, Wednesday. Oh, the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild. The Pittsburgh Brewers Guild is starting the... What is it called? It's the Pittsburgh Brewery Guide. Pittsburgh Which is Brewery really like, Guide. it's like really close to the same name. Yeah. So. Like <laughs> um, Just change a few are, letters. But right. yeah, so so there's an event coming up in August. I believe it's the 24th or something. Yeah, it's like the, the last weekend. And they are hosting 10... Collaboration beers. Collaboration beers from... Uh, 30 different breweries. From, yeah, from 30, the 30 members. Is it all 30 members? I think, I think there's 30. 32. Okay. But so most of the members of the Pittsburgh 
Brewers Guild. Oh, sorry about that, guys. So we are excited about that. Tickets go on sale uh, on Wednesday, July twenty fifth. So it might not. This podcast might not be up until after then. So if you're listening to it, uh, go buy your tickets because they probably will sell out. I'm assuming. Yeah, it's at Nova Place, yeah. which I don't know that it's that big, but it's all it's outdoor. It's going to be great end of the summer party. Yeah, it's fifty five dollars um, a person. You get. I believe a souvenir glass, tastings of all ten of the beers. There's gonna be food trucks. Yeah, I think you get like a, fu- a uh, food time coupon. Uh, do you? I think we should have. Re- I should have researched this before. <laughs> more. Anyway, we're not associated with them in any way, but we want to shout out cool stuff that's happening in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it sounds so. like all of our favorite places. All of our favorite places will definitely be there. So we are. We we may get tickets. You might see us there. We're thinking about it. We'll see. All of us are broke, but that's okay. Meh. Broke is just a state of mind. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so, um, the next one I want to talk about is this Wednesday at Couch. I mean, it probably, again, we're probably not going to have this up before it comes out, but they're doing uh, Christmas in July bingo. So, wear your Santa hats and your Hawaiian t-shirts and let's party, because we will be there. I am so excited. I was telling Nick, I have a Hawaiian shirt that I have never had an excuse to wear before. And this is giving me an excuse to wear it, and I've never been more excited for anything in my entire life. So, we will be there. Santa is on vacation, so he will be there. The guys from Couch, love them. Shout out Carrie. Yes, again. For corresponding. Did, was that, that was this week, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, I don't think we talked oh, about it yeah, last week. Oh, yeah, all right, week. all right, yeah, by all means. Yeah, let's talk about Carrie. Carrie, thank you so much for... For listening to our podcast, we know at least one person has actually listened to it. Mm-hmm. Correct. And he was very gracious and took our constructive criticism. And as mm-hmm. I said, you know, all of their beers haven't been like superstars on my list, but I think they're they keep getting better. And he said he's looking forward to what they're putting out and what they're coming out with next. And we are. I think too. the cool thing about those guys is that it, it's not their primary career. Like, yeah. imagine, imagine working full-time and then, like, oh, I'm just going to brew some beer on the side and being as successful as they are. Yeah, like, nice. that's, that is incredible because anytime I get off of work, because I think I might be thinking of a different brewery, but one of them might be an engineer, which is wild because you work, like, 40-plus hours per week doing that, and then you're like, oh, let's just go brew some beer. And, like, the, like it stacks up against, I think some of the other, like, you know, maybe not as well-known breweries in Pittsburgh. Like, I, I don't think it's as good as DG or, or Hitchhiker or Grist House, but, like, they make some damn good beer. Yeah, I, it's for, definitely... For it being, uh, like, a hobby, you know what Jake, I mean? Jake, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, very upset that you can't be around to try them because I swear, like, honestly, I feel like it just flipped a switch and, uh, like, all of a sudden they just, like, started putting out, like, some really, really good shit. Those two brute yeah. IPAs. Yeah, the brute IPAs phenomenal. are um, That Atomic Meltdown is honestly, I had a can of it um, a couple nights ago, and I'm still really damn impressed. Like, <laughs> I am, too. Fine. It, it was fine. I'm just with you. So, right. No, it was really good. <laughs> The heat's well-balanced in that one. It um, is. I yeah, it's really definitely, like, you definitely get the heat, and we've talked about this before, but, like, I had it, I had one on Saturday night, too. Yeah. And you get the heat, but it's not so overpowering that you're, like, disgusted. I by don't it. want the rest yeah. of this. Yeah. Like, I don't want to drink this. 
Real quick, though, I do want to hit a couple other events that are coming up this week. Um, Shubru has Magic Mushroom again on Friday. Apparently, they're going to be releasing what their 10th um, IPA is going to be in the Pixelated series. They're going to release like what it's going to be called. And I have a feeling that it's going to be Mario Kart themed, just based on their write-up. <clears throat> um, Saturday, Hitchhiker has Triple Shakes. And then triple in, shakes. Yeah, bro. I'm pumped for that one. Can you steal some of that for me? Yeah, please? yeah, for sure. I'll save you one. That's one that'll probably sit for a while too. I'd like to have it later on. Um, I know. Uh, then the big one that's coming up, not next weekend, but the following weekend is Lustra Day, mm. which I think we're all pretty damn pumped about. I Oh yeah. And then also August 4th, um, there is a festival up, at North Country, the oh, Butler you're going to Brew that. Fest is that? I think that's what it's called. I thought it was Slippery Rock. Is it Butler? Slippery. No, because the Butler Brew Fest was the one that you worked earlier. Yeah, yeah. Right. but isn't Slippery Rock technically in Butler too? Yeah, but it's. But I mean, I think that this one is the Slippery Rock Brew Fest. Mm. I think. Um, so are you, you're going to be working that one? I am. Yes. I'll be okay. there working. Um, I'm definitely going to have my friend watch the table while I go around and drink beer because I love it. <laughs> uh, and I'll definitely come back and report. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about that one too. Lustra day, really bummed. I can't be there. Um, it's going to be wild. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I can guarantee you that shit will sell out in like two hours. Lustra day, like as in double lustra? Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. no. Jake, Jake, oh, Jake, 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 Jake. Please, Jake, oh, oh, Jake, oh, oh, oh. Jake. Wait. Jake. Oh, come on. Just, oh, come on. Let's now. like just You're explain it. Let's explain this. it for the listeners. All right. So, Dancing Gnome decided that they want to celebrate one of their best beers, in my opinion. Lustra is my favorite beer, I think, in Pittsburgh. So, what they're doing. Hazedelic juice grenade. They're making 400 cases for that day. So, they're going to have. Lustra, obviously. They're going to have... Are they, doing tri- are they doing triple Lustra? Yes. Just wait, Jake. Just no, wait for it. Jake. Jake. You're ruining it. Jake. Yeah, you really are. I'm going to Barney Stinson you right now. Wait for it. Okay? It's, it's kid's face right now, though. It is half Lustra, which is a session Lustra. They're doing Lustra, double Lustra, and triple Lustra. Can releases. Mm. All four of them. No tickets for the event. Show up. Get the beer. I will be there at 9 damn a.m. I am going to lose my damn fucking mind. Four kinds of lustra. Can you even believe it? What are they got? What 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 brought on that idea? I don't give a fuck. They can put out. They could put out quadruple lustra. lustra. They could put out quarter lustra. I'm gonna buy it all. I would buy quad lustra too. Come on. Also, while we're on the topic of Dancing Gnome, because everyone else skipped over it, Thursday is underscore on the beach. They're Pumped. coming out with another so, sour. Yeah, it's another sour time. So <laughs> I, just, I also want to put in a plug for um, an event that's not going to be happening for another few months, but that I'm just unbelievably excited about. Uh, spooky Brews. Spooky Actually, this is, brews. This, is topical. this is topical because the tickets go on sale July 31st. So if you're listening to this here in Boston, it's coming up soon. It's in a week. So July 31st, I think, is VIP tickets. And, Which you should probably uh, get. August 2nd is general admission. Um, I think 
I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, I was just looking it up. Let's see. Uh, so this is on. It's on a Friday, which is crazy because all of the other spooky or all the other uh, like juicy brews fests have been on what Sunday, Saturday, Saturday or Sunday? Sunday, Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, because um, I think so. This this one's on a Friday, which is crazy. It starts at seven. Uh, it's in downtown Boston, which is where I am reporting live, <laughs> and. Like just the lineup of this is is stupid. Just looking at it, like, uh, Hoofhearted, okay, Aslan, Finback, which is another uh, like northeastern bird, Lamplighter, Mass Landing, which just did uh, a Dancing Gnome collab, which I'm hoping that I can get to, and I can't imagine that they're gonna make enough that I'm gonna be able to get up there for it. Night Shift. Outer Range, which also did a uh, Dancing Numb collab oh. a couple months ago. Outer Range um, is killer. Southern Grist, which I've heard a lot about. I haven't had anything. Threes is another big one. Triple Crossing is, uh, we have a friend that works there who, I think, I'm pretty sure they've been to all of the other Juicy Brews. Um, I'm honest, I'm surprised that Dancing Gnome isn't going to like make a surprise appearance, but uh, yeah, seven thirty one VIP. It's still early. August second, uh, general admission. So I'm going to be looking into that next week, uh, buying my tickets for that. And if I have to go by myself, I'm going to go by myself because shit is going to be fire. Oh yeah, it's going to be a blast. They always put on a great event though. Hot Plus, I'll is... be I'll be like close enough to the city at that point, like living in a new apartment, that it's going to be very easy to get to. Awesome. Um, Let so, us fuck. in conclusion. There's a hell of a lot of events coming up. Uh, we'll have events weekly at this point. I think that we should really start making this into the intro of the podcast because this is what people care about. This is what, like, like we want to make sure that people are... I feel like we talk too much about stuff that's already come out. Like, beers that are like, oh, you're not going to be able to get this because Dancing Gnome already sold out of it. But if we keep people... If we keep people in the loop, like, you know, they'll be able to get stuff that's coming up. Yeah, uh, we want to be... Med- Hashtag on the pulse, as it were. Stop. All right, I'm done. <laughs> All right, I'm so leaving. transitioning <laughs> real quick here. Uh, so last night was the Coheed concert. Um, Sarah and I had a blast. We did. Um, I oh. just wanted to touch on this real quick just because um, we met up with Steve, head brewer at Spoonwood beforehand. And we had their two new milkshake IPAs. Yes, Added special. for dramatics. And selfish pleasure. And this bitch right here, who does nothing but complain about the milkshake IPA trend and how much I hate it, how much I think they suck, I'm pissed I'm not drinking those two beers right now. Like, they were, they were fire. Oh, shit, bitch. This is the content we need from you. (laughs) Like, they, selfish pleasure was a mocha. No. Yes. Yeah, it was a mocha. We're breaking down walls. We're not Donald Trump here. We're breaking them down. We're not building them. Right. <laughs> and it was coffee and chocolatey. It was and light. It was seriously like drinking a cappuccino or something. Like it was just. Did it look like a porter or a stout? No, it was no. Like that was the best part about it. Was is it? It was, it was it? orange. What? Yeah, yes. Nuts. What the fuck? Nuts. What kind of sorcery are they doing down I there at Spoonwood? So I, I talked to Steve a little bit demons. about this while um while also, we while I was drinking it. I was literally chugging Addict for Dramatics. It's just like your straight milkshake IPA. 
but I it don't know was what vanilla the hell flavored. You did to it, but like not really vanilla flavored because you could taste it, but it definitely wasn't like sweet like vanilla. No, it's fucking amazing, and I was like, I'm just gonna keep drinking this right now. And yeah, she took mine and traded the, me her good eye sniper for it. the consequences of the lactose. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Steve and I had a conversation about like coffee beers and how most of them are your stouts, your porters, your dark beers, mm-hmm. and how he didn't want to go that route. So that is, I find that so interesting. Ugh. Have you never had the the Cold Drip City from them? Cold Drip City had... is the craziest beer I've ever had right? in my life. Right, hundred percent. Like not like to me what it it's is. literally. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what you've had before. Once you have that beer, you're gonna be like. This defies everything that I've ever thought that a beer could be because it literally it looks like Lustra <laughs> or well, something. Well, it, it's a it's, it's a clearer clear version pan. of Lustra, clearer version of Lustra, it but it tastes like coffee, and it's the craziest what? shit yeah, I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's ever nuts. seen or tasted in my life. I was I was blown away. It's one of those like, but it's y'all, so get good down. too. It's not even like it's forced. Like it's it, it's not like oh we needed to just like infuse coffee into this and like show how how like different we are it's like i actually enjoyed drinking mm-hmm. yeah it's like not overpowering on the coffee it's just no not at all but it's only like a good. it's like 5.2 percent too it's yeah. not like a it's not like a high abv it's it's one of those ones you can have a six pack of and be totally happy drinking all of it in one sitting mm-hmm. like that's what's crazy about it is like it, i mean even like three cups of coffee in the morning or something you're like ah, i'm done with coffee for a while but this stuff just you just want to keep drinking it so, yeah, kudos, that was wild. Kudos to Spoonwood. Yeah. If you guys haven't, if you haven't made it there, <laughs> I think it's definitely worth the trip. Yeah, I would say absolutely check just, them it's out. It's just a great place to hang out too. They have like an outdoor area. They have an indoor area. They have a massive bar. It's a cool place. So, along the lines of breweries, we stand. Um, I want to get into uh, the yeah. first beer real quick here. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, we're drinking foreign objects. The Hanging Garden. Uh, this is new in the past couple weeks here, right? They um, they just put it to distribution. Um, it is a 7% IPA, double dry hopped. Um, drinking it, uh, it's uh, it's pretty floral. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'm getting, like, grapefruit. Like, I feel like it has some, like, fruitiness, but there's also some bitterness. Like, there's, or maybe it's not grapefruit. I don't know. There's some fruit that I got, like, the first time. I can kind of taste... A grapefruit vibe from that. Sarah, what are your thoughts? I don't know. I've just been drinking it and not really thinking about it. <laughs> I like it. It's very fruity. It's it's, it's really kind of light. light. It is It light. is fruity and light. It's going down really easily. It is. I agree. Evidenced by my almost empty glass. Yeah. Um, and we continue to stand for an object. Yep. Yeah. And I really can't Still wait to see Still haven't had a bad beer from next, them. Honestly. Um I will say, uh, uh, sorry, to go back to Spoonwood real quick, um, we are going to have Steve on the podcast here soon. Look out for that, our first actual guest from the community. Yeah. We've, been teas- we've been teasing our first actual guest for like three weeks now. It's true, it's true. but than that actually, but whatever. Uh, but Steve definitely wants to come on, so he's, he's pretty excited At this point, I think Ryan can, like, counts as a guest, so we've already had our first guest. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. He's like the feature. He is. He's like a recurring character. He's not a main. He's a recurring. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, again, this week is not his fault, but 
Um, yeah, we're definitely gonna have Steve on. He was super pumped to, um, talk about it. He's, uh, he said he's thought about doing like a podcast on his own. So maybe, uh, maybe we'll have him as a recurring guest. And then we can be featured on his podcast. Right. And And we can shamelessly plug our own. But he probably will. Right. Probably will. Um, so, but does he pump out this much content? That's what I want to know. I mean, <laughs> who out there is pumping out this much content? This high quality no content. one. Over this week. high quality content. <laughs> Sarah's right. giving us good content this week. I'm excited. <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. It's true. Sarah um, week. It yeah. is Sarah week. It is Sarah week. It's her birthday. Sarah's um, birthday. She's turning 24. Thank you. How exciting. I appreciate that. <laughs> she got called 16 yesterday. <laughs> almost cried. Essentially. <laughs> Literally almost cried. Precious child. Thank you. Thank you, uh, you You sweet, are. sweet angel baby. Yes. Do you go to Moon High School? <laughs> moon. The no. trashiest of high schools. No. But thank uh, it's you. like by the airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I go to Robert Morris. It's like by the airport. <laughs> oh, God. But you know that's a shitty school when the only thing you have to reference is the airport. Bobby <laughs> Moe! Which is nowhere Shouts close Bobby to Bobby Moe one time, though. <laughs> anyway, let's talk more about beer. Jake, talk to us about Trillium, please. We want to hear it. Dear Lord, yes. So this is so this is the third time, I think, that I've been to Trillium. Uh, in as many weeks. I, I, um, I really want to get to... So what they do is they have... Um, their Boston location, but they also do a, a summer beer garden there. Oh, that's cool. And it's only it's only for like a few months. And I was actually invited to it. Uh, I think for the Fourth of July, I, like one of my coworkers was like, "Hey, we're down here. Like, if you want to come down." And it's like forty five minutes driving, and that was. I'm I'm sitting in my in my place and had already been to night shift and lamplighter that that day and i was like there's no way i'm gonna be driving 45 minutes at like 8 p.m stay safe Um, arrive alive yeah of course so i i need to make it out there and uh i mean they they have pretty much all the same offerings at the the downtown location uh as they do in canton so i went to canton again yesterday um i was i met up with a friend we were working on a work project and then I, i like thought that we were pretty close to Trillium and he was like, yeah, it's like pretty much like right over the hill. And I looked it up and it was like five minutes away. And I was like, there's no way I'm not going to stop. <laughs> That's always the best when you like have no idea where you're at, but you're close to something that, you know, and I, I like sort of had an idea that we were in that, in that area, but I didn't know how close it was. And as soon as I saw, I think it was like seven minutes. And I was like, could have been like 15. I made it there. So, uh, I, I head over there, and they they pretty frequently post stuff that they have uh, in bottles and in cans. Um, when I got there, it's that was the busiest that I've ever seen it, which is which I think is pretty wild for because I've been there on a Friday night and I've been there on a Saturday, and it was a Sunday afternoon at like two two p.m. and it was packed, and there were there were people, there were kids, there were dogs all over the place, like. And the weather was kind of shitty, so I think that's probably why the inside seemed like it was so busy. But there were, like, probably 40 or 50 people in line when I when I walked in, and I was like, I need to get a draft first. So I, I stood in line for, like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. 
Um, they, they're doing a permutation series right now is what it's called, permutation. Um, and I'm not really sure, like, what the... the like track that they're they're on with that series like what they're focusing on mostly but they do all kinds of different beers they they've done like single double IPAs pale ales uh doses. I feel like I feel like the idea behind it is that they're just trying stuff to be like their namesake stuff you know yeah and I, and I think that they they actually have um a newsletter where they sort of explain a little bit about what, and I haven't read it yet, but they, they explain a little bit about what their thinking is behind this series. But um, I got a, a ghost that was with uh, raspberry and peach. And I'm not going to lie, it tasted very similar to the last one that I had there, which was like uh, strawberry, banana, raspberry, I think. Um, still good, but, you know, not as different as I would have liked or expected. Um, from there, I picked up some some bottles. I had a, a sour beer that was pretty good uh, in, like, a 12-ounce bottle, and I have a 22-ouncer that I'm going to save and bring back, uh, I think, probably around Christmas time. It's just a cool spot. Like, it's 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 in an industrial park, but it doesn't, and we've talked about this I don't know how many times at this point, but like it, it, it doesn't feel like you're there. Like they've they've converted it into this really cool, uh, like rustic wood everywhere, like you know industrial type space, um, with a big fermenter out front that has their logo on it. And I don't think they use the fermenter for anything. I think it's just decoration. But they have a cool patio, and again, they're you know they're dog friendly and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, real cool spot, beer. Obviously incredible. I'm drinking uh, Pocket Pigeon right now, which is from their Small Bird series. Which oh, I, know I love a, a themed series. Um, and yeah, I mean, like honestly, it's so close at this point now for me that like, like I'm I'm thinking about if I'm in Pittsburgh right now and I'm living at mom and dad's place. It's about what 15 minutes to get to Dancing Them. Yeah. So I drive another 10 minutes, and I'm at Trillium which is, like, one of the most well-known breweries in the Northeast, if not the entire country. So, uh, big-time fan of those guys. Uh, I have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, with them right now, I've got, like, I don't know, four or five different beers that I need to, to taste and brought home from there. Um, other than that, I've been drinking a lot of Backlash, which I mentioned a little before the podcast started. Um, Backlash is a brewery that does distribution in Boston right now, but they don't have a tap room open, and I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for them to open a tap room, which I hope is going to happen in the next couple of months. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to pressure them at all, but like a lot of their stuff has been really fucking good. Um, I had Panic Button was the most recent pickup that I had. There's a liquor store around here that has a lot of different craft beers, which is cool. Uh, so I picked up that, and I don't know. I'm just I'm in a holding pattern at this point. I think I think in the next few weeks I need to get back out to Treehouse. Um, I thought that was really cool, but I need to make sure that I'm getting there early enough so I can get some cans without having to wait in line for like three hours. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's... And I think, like, they pretty much always have stuff that, like, you're not going to find at any other time. Like, when I was there, it was the single shot, like, anniversary beer that they had. And I really should have picked some of that up to, to hold on until I, I got back home. But um, it always seems like they're doing a different one of their, like, uh, different type of beers. Not like the, the Green or Julius. They're doing one of their, like, specialty variants of those. That's, um, that's... True. I, I feel like every time they have a can release, they have like a secret one that they don't tell you about until you're there, which I feel like is a cool idea because you know, you're going for whatever beers they have and to be able to get the one that you didn't know was there is just a cool bonus. Yeah. And I think I've, I've really only had like their core few beers, like green Julius Hayes. Um, but they, they still have another like, five or six that they make very consistently that I haven't had yet. Um, so I'm going to make it, I'm going to make an effort to get out there. And in, in my sights still at this point, um, probably not in the next few weeks will be, um, the alchemist and Hill farmstead. Oh, Hill farmstead. Um, not to say anything bad about the alchemist because they, yeah. So like, I, I, I really need to get up there. It's, it's going to, be like a weekend type thing. Like I think I'll probably drive up on a Saturday, stay over and come back Sunday. Um, so that's going to take a little bit more planning, but like it's, that's, those are places that I've, I've been like on their radar for, for months at this point. I'm really looking forward to getting up there. So that's the Boston update of the week. Uh, I hate to talk too much about what I'm doing, but I'll let you guys take over from here. All right, well, um, so... Let's talk about our crazy Saturday. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I took vacation this week, so I had some a couple days off in a row, and... Uh, I had a rough week, so I was like, let's booze, Same. and then Friday went into Same. Saturday, and we were like, there's a dancing We're just going to keep going, yeah. Not? So, we went <laughs> so, to Dancing Gnome. Yeah, we, we took we a break there, from the kitchen. Yeah, we got, and, super, we got there super late, considering... There was a camera people release. normally get there, but it was kind of a shitty day, so it doesn't really surprise me that not a lot of people went out for it. Um, stood in line for like 15 minutes, then went in, started drinking. We were like, where are we going next? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Cinderlands has some cool glassware that they're releasing, plus a new beer that I had actually had on Friday. So I started my journey at Dancing Gnome on Friday, and then also Cinderlands on Friday. And then we did a repeat of that. Plus Grist House on Saturday. So I had a lot of beer this weekend, which was fun. So went to Dancing Gnome. Beer was pretty, pretty darn good. Shout out to Kevin, for one the, of the bartenders who, for the can design. who yeah. designed the can. We it's, love Kevin. We, we love, love Kevin. Kevin. And the can was actually really, really cool mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. really well done. <laughs> Surprisingly, and like still within like his style, which I think is really cool. I wouldn't say surprisingly. I think Dancing Gnome has really solid can designs. Yeah, I feel like they could do more with it. Like I I understand the simplicity. I I understand the simplicity of that of that series, but I just I wish there was like something more. I don't know. It's, it's still eye-catching. But and then you know, again, it's like, I, I feel like we hold them to such a high standard. We do. We do. And, and they, they meet that and exceed it like every single time we go there. 
So it's like I'm always I, I expect it from them. I expect Honorable them mention. to be like continually upping their game. <laughs> but then again, I feel like we've talked about this before, but like like how high do we hold our expectations, you know? They make consistently good beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so we don't how really far need do we to take that, you know. I, I think the thing is we don't need to worry about the beer being good anymore. Yeah. So we have to worry about something else. Sure. And the something else in this case is can design. I can understand that. Yeah. Which And then I think after that it's uh, location. A second location. Yeah. Oh, and man. I think a lot of people are waiting for that. We are also waiting for that. It's gonna happen eventually. Yeah. Guaranteed. But we are we are more than ready. To yeah. drive right. wherever I, the hell I feel you guys like, want to put a second location. I feel like they're going to do like a voodoo style um, reveal where they're just going to be like, hey, you know what? We're only going to do sours out of this location instead of only doing IPAs. You know, can like, you imagine? How can you imagine? Can you imagine a Dancing Gnome sours only location? I would lose my friggin' mind. But that would be like uh, voodoo, the compound. They they have a building dedicated to sours and farmhouses and saisons that they only do like Where wild fermented. It's in Meadville Ugh. at the compound, <laughs> but they only do that style of beer out of that building. That's really cool. So I would think honestly, that's what. Now that you're saying that, that's what Strange Roots should have done. You Nail know what on I mean? the head. Nail on the head. For sure. They should have kept the sours in that location and tried something. And like they do, they, they do have a lot more... of the same stuff. I don't. I they haven't done just like a standard. Have you Have you ever seen the standard IPA from them? No, but they I know do... it's called experimental ales and everything like that. But like that would have been really cool. Yeah, I agree. I I'm a whole. Uh, I just feel like you're pigeonholing yourself into something that isn't going to be. Widely accepted. Yeah. Yeah. Right? No, I totally get that. So, I because mean, people, I'm, because the thing is, like, pe- I, I think that people closer to the city of Pittsburgh, all of the hipsters that mo- moved in, mm-hmm. are way more open, which, okay, we, we don't need to talk about gentrification, but, you know, it's here. It's, it's happening. Yeah. But the, the people that are closer to the city, down in Lawrenceville, down in all these neighborhoods, all the, like, northern neighborhoods of Pittsburgh, are more open to these like experimental styles, but if you put a location out in Gibsonia, which is like cl- adjacent to like Butler, you yeah, know, it, yeah, it's very much are, like you, blue you, collar. Yeah, like you have people that are like interested, and it's a cool location. But how many of those people are like going back day after day to get sours? Like I will, right? But right. I can't imagine there's there. a lot of people in the suburbs that are like into that kind of well, stuff. Well, and so which the would other be thing, interesting. the other thing I think with them is. I think they're thinking national, right? If they can get their brand to go national, then they will be one of the few that is a consistent, like, um, uh, who's the other one? It's, uh, they do the wild sour series. I can't remember the name of the brewery. I know exactly. I can, you know, you I can, can picture the can. steel. Is it the steel? I think it might be. Jake, is it the steel? The wild sour series? Yep. Okay. So the steel has the, the market, for that beer Mm -hmm. right now. I mean, they do a lot of other stuff and they're seriously like pretty well known, but I feel like strange roots had the idea to do that more so than to open a second brewery that does totally different stuff. That might be reaching though. Like Sarah said, like that sounds very aggressive. Like I, I, we don't really know what they were thinking. And if that's, I mean, but they're obviously scaling up production. Yeah. I don't know why 
they only do that style, I would be very interested to ask. That's why I think it would be very cool if we could have our friend who works there yeah. come on, because I feel like she would have some more insight into that. Yeah, a little bit more insider um, information, that so kind of thing. stay tuned. Um, Hopefully we can set that up at some point, because I would actually be very interested to hear... Um, again, I still I still think they make great beer. Yeah, uh, one, no, 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 one never, had, no, uh, yeah, never no, once would say anything never, bad right. about them. But that um, um, Toucan Slam that I had last week, I think I talked about it last you week. You did, But yeah. that was maybe one of the best hours I think I've had from them. It was, like, extremely fruity, um, just, like, super drinkable. So, so yeah. Um, beer number two was cracked a little bit ago. It is... The incomparable. The incomparable. only, the only one of its style. It is Three Floyd's Zombie Dust Pale Ale. Oh, so good. I hate this beer. It's the worst. Um, no, consistently the best pale, <laughs> pale yeah. in the country. It's I so need that like in my West life coasty. so badly. It is. It's like coasty. very West Coast, <laughs> but like not so much that I hate it. Like it's, it's, it's a it's, West Coast pale though. That's right. the thing. It's yeah. not an IPA. It's very light, which I like. It's not super heavy on the. The, the paleness. No. Definitely no. cuts back um, on it, for sure. But it's consistently rated the top pale ale in the country. Um, this one is, uh, so we're kind of having a cooler clearing week, I'll call it, I guess. Yeah. Um, yes, to, to get some stuff out there. Um, this one is, it's super well-rounded. It's got a little bit of bitter bite at the end, but it's not too much body. It's definitely it's, like malty too. Yeah. You get some of the maltiness, which it's, I don't mind in small doses and I think this does it very well. It's also a couple months old, which I mean, I guess isn't ideal, but at okay, the same time. Sarah has been drinking the, again, Molotov Surprise, which has literally been baking in our But that's back. the thing. It's still really good. That's the thing. If it's a good beer, My it doesn't matter. My parents gifted Sarah like six cans of Molotov Surprise, which is like 15% it's a alcohol. a great triple. Like I can only have that on the weekends. <laughs> it's yeah. true. No um, one's going to work after drinking that. Or on my birthday tomorrow. Yes. That might um, be I want to interject for a second. Um, yeah. Speaking of Midwestern uh, specialties, I did go to a place in Waltham oh, on Saturday oh, and was treated this. to a nightcap of Galactic... Double daisy cutter. One of the best can designs I've ever seen, by the way. And I was, I was like looking up. So I'm, I'm with one of my friends on Friday night, kind of just hanging out, uh, bar hopping, really, in uh, Waltham, which is where I live outside of Boston. And we, we come across this place that was like pretty jam packed, and we walked in the first time at like probably eight fifteen. And it was, like, wall-to-wall, like, completely packed. Uh, and I was like, all right, let's just go somewhere else. Like, I don't really <laughs> want to stand in line. And, like, meanwhile, I'm, I'm sort of, like, looking up at their menu and what they have. And I, I saw that they had Half Acre. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, of all the places to have in, like, it might as well be Western Massachusetts, where I live. Uh, I mean, it's still only, like, 25 minutes from Wait, Boston, did they but... use Galaxy Hops? Yeah, I think so. That's the whole point of calling it Galactic Double Daisy Cutter. Okay, I don't fucking know, bitch. What the <laughs> hell? Why would you call it? I, I don't know why else you'd call it that. I don't know, because it sounds cool. I don't. I can't actually confirm that. Like, I don't know that off the top of my head, but, like, I would assume that that's what they did. Jake, this um, is why we have oh, a fucking hold on, hold on, hold on. track. 
Galactic Double Daisy Cutter is the don't amplified start talking version. Don't about a fucking talk track. Hey, right, bitch. don't talk over me. Don't don't talk over me. You all right? You hey, goddamn motherfucking whore. <laughs> All right, so Galactic Double Daisy Cutter is the amplified version of our stalwart pale, skinned with the tropical impact of Galaxy Hops. Yeah, a big fucking surprise there. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are a lot of middle fingers. So that, that, was, that, was my night, that was my nightcap. That beer is like, I don't know, I think like 9% alcohol. Uh, it's 8 Eight percent alcohol. Yeah, so I, they gave it to me in like a. That's a Tuesday sure a night, pint. bitch. <laughs> I, me, think I, I think they gave it to me in like a pint, um, but it's just so damn good. I was just like, I need Daisy Cutter back in my life too. Like I, uh, if you Daisy guys ever Cutter. make it out to Chicago, I might just fly to Chicago just so I can go get that beer because it's so fucking good. Like and it's, you have, it's I will good say, since I'm sitting here drinking a zombie out, dust, right? um. <laughs> Daisy Cutter is a totally different Chicago road trip. Honestly, I'm gonna. Are you guys gonna like? We're going to Dark Lord Day next year, right? Like we like for the for the pod. We have. Yeah, I would say that's fine. FTP. FTP. (laughs) Like, there's no reason for us not to go. Like that's OTP HJ. It's the biggest craft beer festival (laughs) there is. Yeah, if we um, if we still do this uh, almost a year from now, then definitely I'm in. Oh, Sign me up because when do the tickets go on bitch, sale? We subscribe to a year of March. fucking That's SoundCloud <laughs> store. Yeah, space. by the time March rolls around, like we're gonna we're no, gonna they go, go on sale in January tickets. usually. March since they pushed back the date. Oh, that's right. Never mind. I'm sorry. They did push it back to May. All right. So um, I'm gone. Like it doesn't even matter if we're doing this pod anymore. I'm gonna go. Oh no, I definitely want to go. It's it's a blast. I mean, it's an expensive weekend, but it's a it's a good time. Anyway, point being, mm-hmm. Daisy Cutter, AF. right oh, right next to person. Zombie Dust, is just a crazy experience because they're they're both like the top tier pale ales in the country, and they're both very different. Like, you can tell which mm-hmm. one's which. And that's the... I think that's really the defining factor of pale ales is that you can have that nuance. And, I mean, I think that's the thing in, with beer in general is you can have that nuance between styles. Two breweries can make the same beer and have totally different outcomes. Even if they're using the same build, the same hop, the same uh, malt bill and all that. Like, it's it's crazy I'm to me how... Yeah, we built. Um, uh, I'm going to, so I think for next week's pod, uh, I'm going to trademark uh, the phrases hop and malt build just so that we can use that without uh, anybody else taking it. <laughs> um, I'm pit- How much of that Alex. zombie dust do you have left, or is that the last one? Uh, there might be like two or three bottles. <sighs> it's going to be too long until I'm back, I think, to keep it. Yeah. No, maybe um, not. I mean, it's only going to be like another month. Right. If it's still around, uh, please hold some for me because I need it. Okay. Uh, if not, it's not a big deal. But All right. So um, this is going to be the first mention of Sean P. of Untapped fame of the weekend. What a guy. Um, what a guy. What a guy. He actually went to Hitchhiker for us for their whole punch series released this weekend. Um, and we met up at dancing Gnome, had a beer together 
enjoyed each other's company thoroughly. Um, yes, always. That four pack you picked up earlier. That was sorry. Poppy. We're having beer di- beer technical poppy? difficulties. Yeah. Or not poppy. I'm sorry. I meant bee bomb. My bad. Jesus. I, I forgot because the name. Because the can is red and poppies are supposed to be red because I keep bitching about that. Sure. That was, yes. that was exactly why. I know. Um, I so, yeah, Sean, Sean went over to Hitchhiker for us because we were standing in line at Dancing Gnome um, to get right. we B-Bomb. So we traded up some hole punch and I had one the other day, yesterday, and that beer is... A lot more tart than previous entries in the series. Um, it is tangerine is the type this time, Jake. Mm-hmm. I did see that. Um, I'm pretty sure I asked you if you were having that, and you were like, nope. And then you had it, and you just blatantly lied to me, so that's cool. That sounds about right. I am sorry. <clears throat> um, there's, uh, there's really no excuse for that. I'll be better next time. No, honestly, it's fine. I come to expect that from you, and if you did anything else other than that, I I feel like I'd be upset. Fair enough. Well, there's um. So, our Saturday from Dancing Gnome, we went to Cinderlands. That the C note, the cosmic C note was, I feel like an entry into Picklesburg. It was a pickle beer. It it straight it, up it tasted like a pickle pickles. margarita. It was just pickles. It was like salty and briny. Yeah. It's was pickle. it good? I liked it. No. No. It I'm was, picky as shit, Jake. It was one of those like I would split it with somebody, but I would not have a whole one myself. I was wondering how that was gonna go because I I read that they it was like a cucumber type flavor, and I was like, "That's gonna be pretty strange." I think it was. Um, it was pickles, but it was a margarita milkshake IPA. No margarita, no milkshake. Which I don't really, get, I don't really understand. Pickle. I think they yeah, were just too many things. There were yeah, there were way too many flavors that contradicted each other. And then all of a sudden, like at the end, I was like, oh my God, I just drank pickle juice. Yeah, because there's no dairy. They sold out of that like real quick though. Yeah, they were done with that by uh, Sunday afternoon, I think. Yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if that was because they made less of it or what the deal was or if people were just interested in trying it, but. Well, they only had like 25 cases or 30 cases of it or something, but they were selling it three, four packs a clip. And, I mean, they had this sweet stemless to go with it, which I enjoy. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, I dig that. Um, so I'm going to interject here. Yes. I'm going to interject. Alex. And say that I I like another beer. beer. So I had it twice. I had it once. I was surprised. I had it once on Friday. And I will say on Friday, bef- which was like, bef- like, I hadn't really had too much to drink. Um, it was a lot more cucumbery and smelled a lot like cucumber. But as soon as you guys said pickles the second day, <laughs> we had already been drinking right. a lot that day. I wasn't driving. Nick was driving. Sarah was driving. And <clears throat> I could only taste pickles, but I wasn't opposed to it. No, it wasn't. It was the pickle beer we deserved. Because <laughs> Sean told us 
That southern tier did a dill pickle ghost that didn't really taste tart or pickly, really, which is such a shame. Because if you're gonna call something a dill pickle ghost, it better be you need to it make should be it dilly? pickly. Yeah. Dilly dilly? No. No. Absolutely just, not. Just one dilly. And pickly. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. honestly. Like yeah. They could have marketed it. Honestly, Sunderland's could have marketed that for yeah. Picklesburg. I don't know if that was. I don't know. If that I was think that was the intention. Because here's the thing: when you put cucumber and lime together, you get the briny, you They're get the tart, oh, you get the sure. pickle flavor. Like it, it all comes together to make that sort of like pickly beer. Again, I love. I would drink pickle juice, and I love taking like pickle shots. Pickle shots at garage store down in Oakland. Love them. Like I, I didn't mind it. I, I would have, I would have more. I will say I'm gonna go on record and say that it's an experience beer. It's not a drinkable beer. Okay. See, like that's. I think that. I mean, it, it was like a. It was a weird release for them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think, think that they've they been had doing like, like the single hop series that yeah. they. Yeah, had. the test piece and yeah, um, and then they had. What else did they have? They had that double moon calf. They had like a pilsner they released. So this, I feel like this was their first like experimental like release. hitchhiker-esque yeah. like release. Like Hitchhiker's been doing this for a while and they were like, let's get on that. I would say it was better than most of the um, Hitchhiker milkshake IPAs. The whole punch? I'm going to go on record. <laughs> really? Yeah. See, I liked, I liked a lot of the whole punch series. I like the key lime. I like the strawberry rhubarb. Yeah, both very sweet. That's that's they the were. only issue. It's like that's why I think I liked it because it was tart. Like I don't need I don't want a sweet beer. That's that's why I think I have such an issue with milkshake IPAs. I know Sarah has a very huge issue with milkshake <laughs> IPAs for very different reasons than me because she can't process lactose. Right. But I can. I also just find them not enough one way or the other so i was reading sour enough they're not ipa i did do some research before this podcast because i knew we were gonna have a talk track but we never do so who the fuck cares can you tell i did oh jake is drinking some free rise citra dry hopped pale from trillium (laughs) yummy uh, no, so I was reading an article that was published, I, it said like six months ago on some beer, online beer magazine that I've never heard of, blah, 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 and they were talking <laughs> about how, how controversial milkshake IPAs are, and I thought it was very interesting because they talked about how, like, making hazier beers might be considered like people rushing beers into production and not really like taking time to make a quality beer because if you like just haze it up it's not you know it doesn't really you don't have to go through the filtering process and all that yeah and that was like the first that was the first i've heard of it um because i didn't realize that something being hazy could could potentially just be yeah right hides imperfections yeah um but the other thing they were saying was i i mean it sells and people want it so you know what's the big issue i think they they were talking about like beer purists which i think i'm in this camp 
which gets I'm in into- this camp that like sorry, I don't mean to cut in. No, it's fine. I I don't I don't get all of the hate that A the craft beer industry gets and then like specific types of beer within the craft beer industry you get. It's like there's obviously a market for these things or else people wouldn't be brewing, right? Like like if if people didn't like milkshake IPAs and it was very clear that they didn't, they wouldn't be brewed because otherwise you're just not selling beer. Right. right? right. People would, you you'd come you'd come to that conclusion after like the first or second one that you did that people weren't enjoying it and you weren't selling it. Well, and but so, like I see all these people, and I know that a lot of people are like joking about it on like Twitter and stuff, like saying, like pretty much just like shitting on people who drink like IPAs and stuff. But like, you're in you're in the minority at this point if you're not drinking craft beer. In my opinion, like if you in our work age at, group. yeah, I, yeah, I would say so. In the twenty five, right. that's, that's actually an important. That's important because yeah, I, if if you're an older person in general. There's a lot of people who are older that that like craft beer, yeah. but at the same time, there's a lot of people who are still drinking your standards like Bud and Miller and all that. See, all that that's what stuff. I'll say is that we come from like a more, and to like not not to make it political, but you know everything's political these days. So like why not? Like we come from a more liberal area, so people are like, or, or we're like from around like near a city. So, like, we're, we're exposed to these kinds of things, but, like, we can't really speak to all of these people in, like, rural Pennsylvania and stuff like that. Like, you can sit here and say, like, if you're, you're, if you're not drinking craft beer as a 24 to 35-year-old, like, you're in the minority. But I honestly don't think that's... That's why big beer is such a, is a thing. Like, that's why big beer is big beer. You know? Right, I, get, I understand that. But, like, it, in the context of what I'm saying, the people who were, like... Oh, like all these millennials drinking IPAs on Twitter. Like people who are on Twitter are not living in rural Pennsylvania. No, yeah, those people. Right, so it's these people who are like, oh, I don't like craft beer and I don't like how beer tastes, so I'm just gonna shit on people who like IPAs. Whatever. I mean, I think that's a part of a larger argument. Like, let people enjoy enjoy things, things. (laughs) which I think is a very good sentiment. Like, that's like, like that's like a sentiment that I think a lot of people don't understand. It's like. You know, you might not agree with it. And there's, like, very important... There's, like, very real things where, like, if you don't agree with something, you're an asshole and you are uh, closed-minded. But I would say, like, drinking craft beer is one of those things. It's like, you know, maybe people enjoy these kinds of things yeah. and maybe you can let them just, let them live. Just let them live. Yes, because, well... Let them enjoy the community they've and built. I'm going to make the, the gross overstatement here and say, like, you're lumping in people who drink IPAs with the same people that don't believe that the Holocaust happened. Like, that's what you're saying with those. But I'm saying that's 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 the no. I think that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like there are very real things that you should be pissed off that people believe in, right? Like that, like like flat Earth truthers and shit like that. (laughs) We're not a philosophical podcast, (laughs) you know. But like, I'm saying like, okay, yeah, you can definitely be mad at someone for believing that the earth is flat or believing that the Holocaust didn't actually happen. But like, it's literally craft beer. Like, yeah. Like, but like, like, I, I also want to say one thing, and I also want to say that um, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. So, <laughs> so what are we really talking? Are we not a philosophical podcast? Or? <laughs> jet fuel can't, can't melt, melt steel, steel beams. beams. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, are we turning into a conspiracy theory podcast? Wait, I mean, I we could. could I Jake, Jake is an engineer. I'm sorry. We're, we're I, I have to. We're I have actually, to trust. We're pivoting him. to a philosophical uh, <laughs> podcast. No, but that's what uh, I'm saying. Is like conspiracy theories are at, at so the forefront of that. Opinions are great. Honestly, I I appreciate conversation. So I honestly okay. Let me. I want to like pull it back to. And I I have a comment about milkshake IPAs. Honestly, I think it's one of those fads right now, and people are just very intrigued yes. by this style and what you can do and what kind of fruit you can bring into it and stuff like that. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be, like, something that everyone will transition to eventually. It seems like it's just one of those experimental styles that everyone kind of tries to want to have, like, a, a, a hand in. Yeah. Oh, for um, sure. Which for is sure. cool. It's very good. But when it gets to the point of like saturation i think that's when people like start to get sick of it mm -hmm. and again sarah has like very strong opinions on this that we've gone through before because she can't process lactose well like a normal person and Just and kidding. so like the that's um, fine, I'm not normal. the the history yeah, lesson here is there are very distinct trends in beer right so you have like back when i first got into craft beer <laughs> this was you know, Maybe seven, no. seven, eight years ago, let's say. Sure. Um, the big thing was the West Coast IPA, right? Nobody does a West Coast anymore. They don't. Right? It's sad. It's sad. But they like uh, like uh, overrated from Surly was the the cream of the crop. It was that everybody had to have it. I didn't think overrated was that good. No, I didn't either. But Todd the Axe Man was right there next to it. Todd so, was better. Yeah, I'm Todd gonna say I'm gonna go. But, I just want to say, like, okay, um, sorry. I don't mind your references, but I would like some background okay. on them if you could do that moving forward because I never understand what you're talking about. But if you could just give it, like, uh, the brewery that made it or where they're from or something sure. like that, I would love that. Just, so, just want to put that out there. Surly um, is a big player in craft beer, right? Interesting. I've never in heard of them. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah they're they're, Wisconsin. they're from Wisconsin. Are, wait, you mean Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Yes. Wisco. Um, so, uh, Pallet Wrecker was always like the ideal West Coast. Pallet Wrecker is like the standard for a right. West it's Coast. the it's the one that everybody honestly. Shout out to Green Flash one time. Breweries we stand and yes. continue to stand and will always stand. Love I, I love Green Flash. Oh, I love Green Flash. Um, they're. So their palate wrecker is the West Coast IPA. The West Coast IPA, in my opinion. But it's not that good anymore. It's not, but it's, it's because the styles have changed, right? So the idea was that back in 2009, or well, let's say after that, like 2012, right? Everybody was on this absolutely have to make a, the best West Coast IPA, right? And so Surly, um, who is out of Wisconsin... They are a big player in the Midwest, and they are, they were like, yeah, we're going to do this overrated because they named it after the trend, right? Because everybody's, oh, West Coast IPAs are so overrated right now because they're just a trend and blah, blah, blah. And they were absolutely right. But everything's a trend. It was, it was the go-to. Everybody was like, oh my God, I have to have it. I have to have it. I have to try it. I need to find it. Like that kind of thing. And so moving on from that, you had the West Coast style. You had barrel aged after that. Like everything barrel just barrel aged fucking 
everything. Everything went barrel that way, though, right? Sours, and then and then they stouts. moved into, but but then they moved into the the Russian Imperial stouts, and like everybody was doing a crazy sixteen percent stout that had to come out like every three months, whatever it was. Yeah, and so you have these trends in beer mm-hmm. where now you have even three or four years ago was um, unfiltered IPAs, mm-hmm. right? So there were IPAs and then there were unfiltered. And then unfiltered led into the hazy, right? right. And everybody wanted fucking juice. Let's get fucking juice. Sorry. Let's just smash juice right into this Make thing. Make my That's... beer look like OJ. Right, right. And so and it, and now still, we're coming out of the we're, tail end we're of that. Literally drinking, we're drinking B-Bomb from Dancing Moment. They just released on Saturday? Saturday. On Saturday. But I think we're in the twilight of... New England style. That's honestly. what I'm saying. I, I'm like, I'm wondering, like, if milkshake IPAs, maybe next, but like, what's like the overarching, like, larger style that's going to happen? Well, I maybe just West saw... Coast, maybe West Coast will come back. That's what I was going to say. Maybe right. it's going to come back because everyone's getting sick of these unfiltered IPAs and maybe people are like, oh, like, maybe I want something that's Coast. super, super highly processed and like, really determined flavors instead of like, these wild, mm-hmm. like... Oh, we're gonna throw in hops. We're gonna drop. We're gonna honestly. Dry hop. Whoever, if if any of the breweries are listening, hop on it before anyone else does, because it might not start. It might not. It, people might not be into it at first, but you're gonna be the front runner when West Coast IPAs come back, oh, or or like brewed IPAs, like IPAs, because I'll be sad. Speaking of so West Coast IPAs, um, Pliny the Elder, <laughs> Pliny, Maybe the best Pliny. one that I've ever had. Pliny, Pliny, Pliny. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we're all weird. I, we suck. It, it really we're is suck. like an underappreciated style, <laughs> and like you think about. I'm not even drunk. It's Monday. Think about being like. Um, I think of like dirt wolf as like a pretty pretty standard double idea that's like uh, in dirt a wolf in a, in a West Coast style. Uh, I mean, just the fact that Dad we, drinks it more than any beer on earth but that's also uh, helps but it's also a good point though because you have you have places like uh trogues and victory that have been doing it for years literally like over a decade that are still putting out like these great ipas that are clear and delicious like yeah and i think that i think that these smaller breweries that are focusing on new england style right now if they were it's not even a pivot though. Like it's just like a maybe let's do a one-off and try to do like a West Coast style with some of the the hops that you see a lot on the West Coast. Because it, it's it really is a completely different style. Like it, it's a much hoppier, um, obviously clear, darker type IPA. Yeah, and and you can't tell me that any of these breweries that are making like really quality beer couldn't just like make that as a one-off. You know what I mean? Like I, I think that any of them, yeah, and um, would be well suited to make that type of beer. It's just like, do they re- do they want to take that risk at this point? And I think that they should. To jump in real quick, there, uh, Steve brought it to my attention because we were talking about beer science, and he said that the the yeast is really what makes it like hazy, right? Um, so a lot of these hazier IPAs are. English yeast. English yeast instead of like American grown yeast, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the one that comes up all the time is uh, 
White Labs 007, right? And so we've used it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, we have. And it was a hazy beer. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I still have like a case of it sitting down here under the bar. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I want to have some of that. It's, oh, I'm yeah. sure it's getting. I'm sure it's getting much worse. But at this point, <laughs> at this point, someone's gonna drink it, right? But that that to me was interesting because the 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 fruitiness comes from dry hopping, because using hops in the boil is where you get your bitterness, but dry hopping is where you get all the the flavor, the citrusy, the the more like the tangerines, the melons, the orange, like the citrus. Stuff. Well, what I really like about West Coast IPAs is like the piney flavor because yeah. I've gotten really into I've gotten really into gin. Like anytime I'm getting a drink out that's not a beer <laughs> is probably a gin and tonic. And it like obviously gin is like it, it tastes like you're just walking up to a Are you pine a 47 year old cougar? I love gin and tonic, so or my dad, you my can dad fuck loves right off. Too. Um, <laughs> like that, like that's a lot of what I like about it. Is like that is that like sappy, you know? Yeah. Pine, like hardcore hoppy flavor, and I know Sarah's. I know Sarah's in it for the long, for the long haul with the extreme hoppiness of West Coast IPAs, and like I. The first love. I would love to see that come back. Uh, if anybody's listening, that is going to have the ability to make uh, more West o- West Coast IPAs on the East Coast. Do it. I want it. I want yeah. all of it. Because I would love to see a, a different take from one of these breweries. Trillium or Dancing Gnome or Treehouse. Mm-hmm. Like it would be. It would be so cool if they were to just like step out of their comfort zone and make. Can I challenge Andy to make me a West Coast IPA. Yeah, for sure. Sweet. All right, so we're coming into the end of this week's uh, podcast. Have we hit everything that we wanted to talk about? And more, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we already hit, like, what's coming up. Um, what are we doing this week? What are you guys doing this week? What's what's on the radar? Well, so tomorrow's National, National Tequila Day, so we're going to have some damn margaritas. It's also National Sarah Day. It's really fucking yes. appropriate that my birthday is that also is. National Tequila Day. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. It really is. Yes, it's phenomenal. Uh, so Mad Max. I'm guessing in your future. Yeah, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be hitting up. Uh... I don't even know. Don't even care anymore. Just give me some fucking margaritas. Yeah, we're gonna get some margaritas. Anyway, um, the so underscore we'll probably get to I Sarah's. Be, I, you need to give me some beach. of that. I don't care what it tastes like. Like I just need to try it. Yeah, we'll save it. Oh, oh I, I need be, it. I need it in my life. I will be there for the Saturday release too, because I don't think anyone else can go. The Saturday is uh, their collaboration. Collab, so yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there for the Hitchhiker release. Nick asked me to go. For the yeah, for Triple Shakes on Saturday. So I'll go. To I can't wait for Triple Shakes. Because I totally couldn't yeah. drive down the street, but I, I like that idea more. We'll meet up. Sounds good. I um go I really like shakes. I really like double shakes. Um I I'm really excited about triple shakes, honestly. What's the ABV? Did they release that? They it's did not. Be... It'll be in their email probably tomorrow. So that's gotta be beefy as hell. I'm assuming probably like ten or eleven percent. They always seem to really beef it up. Oh, that's one thing I did not talk about was uh what, bitch? the um, Andy's tweet. From Hitchhiker. <laughs> so, poor Andy. Um, I'm 
so I'm giggling at it. Sorry, I, Andy. I know a lot of people that that frequent hitchhiker, and they uh they don't des- they don't get the notoriety that they deserve they for don't. for what they, they do. Really don't. But maybe they're more popular. Than I've been though. I've been standing them since I went to their place and not Lebanon. But they're yeah, not Lebanon places they're, sweet, yeah, though. I, thought, I think it's so cool. It how is. It's just, like, woven like, into, like, this neighborhood, this random neighborhood in Mount Lebanon. Like, it's wild. killed me. Yeah, so Andy tweeted out, Been feeling really good about the improvements and changes we are making to Hoppy Beers. Then I read Facebook and find that we aren't BG, Brew Gentleman, or DG, Dancing Gnome. So, therefore, we ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> So, the picture he used. But yeah, his picture was just like... like, it's, uh, like it's the meme of the kid in his PJs because his mom sent him PJs. to school when she thought it was pajama day and not picture day. So the kid got his picture taken in Spongebob PJs. I fucking love that kid's face. It's, like, <laughs> it's my life right there. But I feel like they are still the top five brewery in Pittsburgh right now. And they're better than Brew Gentlemen. Sorry. There D- she dis- said it. Uh, see, here's the thing. Disclaimer on my own personal opinion. Here's, here's the thing. Yeah. We should do a top five for next week and see how different we are. That would okay. be good. Yeah. I'm down. I'm down. Let's, yeah, let's hold, let's hold off our opinions on that until next week. So, in summation, Hitchhiker is definitely worth checking out. They're doing some great things. Yeah. Um, I, I really haven't had a bad beer from them in a long time since we went to Lebo. Since we went to Lebanon, but they were like pretty brand new back then. That's true. I this think the, the last ago. one I had from them was CNC'd, and I know they've done it before, but it's just a really great, like, standard, like, Berliner slash ghost. I don't know what they considered it, but I think it was a ghost. But yeah. And Bane of Existence is one of my top beers. I think the shakes is really good. Um, a lot of the whole punch series I've liked a lot. Yeah, it's um, Bane is just a really solid IPA. It's fantastic. Like, they and they do some really cool stuff, and and it always seems like they have a different menu every time you go there. Like it's not they do. Yeah, it's, like they they it's not like they do more. They no, rotate and weekly, you can't you can't fault them for that, honestly. So and they like, have such a cool if you're place listening too, it's, it's and you're saying that. you only go to Brew Gentleman or Dancing Gnome. Branch out. Go yeah. to Hitchhiker. Hitchhiker's really good. It's really close to Dancing Gnome. So if you're a Dancing Gnome, you know where Hitchhiker is. Seriously. It's down the yeah. street. I, th- I really think that they play off of each other, too. Like, I think a lot of people who go to Dancing Gnome are going to Hitchhiker, and oh, that's I'm probably where they get a lot of their business. Especially when Dancing Gnome closes at 8 o'clock on Saturday night. I think and their bartenders actually made a joke, because they were saying, oh, we're not busy right now, and the other bartender goes, yeah, that's because Dancing Gnome hasn't closed yet. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they're open until 11 or midnight most nights, yeah. and they're not going to boot you I, if you're sitting there I drinking don't, beer. Yeah, yeah, they're they're super nice people. I am very, I, I really like them for that, because there are so few breweries around here that close after 10 p.m. Right. Yeah. It's literally like, Cinderlands I know is open late, I know that Hitchhiker's open late. I mean, Grist I House is and not, go to bed early, but Grist yeah, House but is 10. Th- I, I just can't imagine that they haven't been like, you know what, maybe let's just stay open an hour later. Right. Because there would definitely be a demand for that yeah. come on but i think in the case of dancing gnome on saturday they want to give their employees a break i think so too because their saturdays are busy yeah and i think that's fine 
Except for the fact that I usually have to work till 8 on fucking Saturday. Right. But I'm always down for people who are going to give their bartenders a break because, Jesus, I did that job and it's not easy. All right. So here we are at last call. Um, we had Poppy while we were talking here. Great beer. I love Poppy. Really? I'm oh, sorry. Bong, you asshole. Oh, I'm such an asshole. asshole. God damn it. I'm, I'm stuck We don't have Poppy. June. Poppy doesn't I exist anymore. Yeah. I have one have left. But fine. Yeah. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, we will see you next week. We will have lots more to talk about. Lots more opinions. You know, if you've listened to this podcast more than twice. Thank you, know you guys. We love you. We All we have is opinions. Happy birthday, Sarah. Good night. Yeah, Enjoy. Bye. Calling all cars, we got another victim Cause my love has become an affliction What did you expect from me? What did you expect from me?